Welcome to the Align Success Podcast. I'm Amanda Goolsby, international speaker, executive coach, and business consultant. Each week, I'll illuminate a topic, a message, or interview a high achiever on how they are creating aligned success in their health, their career, and their life. Our mission is to provide a community for driven leaders to gain motivation, education, and inspiration on how to live their best, most aligned life. In this episode, Matt and I discuss the impact and the delights of international travel. Matt shares his personal story of leaving a high-powered job on Wall Street to launching Under 30 Experiences, an international travel community that values connection and experience as a lifestyle. If you or someone you know has been looking for a way to begin traveling internationally, but maybe unsure on how to take that leap, listen in on this episode as Matt and I share the why behind getting out your passport and exploring the world. Welcome back to the Aligned Success Podcast show. And I'm here today with my guest, Matt Wilson. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Amanda. So Matt is the co-founder of an amazing travel company called Under 30 Experiences and in the past co-founded a website called Under 30 CEO. He's also a contributor to the Huffington Post and is also a podcast host himself of the Live Different podcast. So Matt, some pretty amazing things that you've got going on in your life right now, Uh, but you know, one of the things that stands out to me in that, in the way that we are connected is under 30 experiences. And so if you could maybe illuminate for our listeners a little bit more about under 30 experiences and and as a travel company, what you guys do and what the work is that you're creating in the world. Sure, absolutely. So under 30 experiences, as you had said, is a travel Uh, company, but we like to really think of ourselves as a community for people ages 21 to 35 who want to go out and see the world. And we host trips, bring people on on, uh, trips all across the world, destinations like Costa Rica, where where you came. Uh, Let's see, we have Iceland, Thailand, France and Spain, Machu Picchu, Bali, Indonesia, which I know that you have been to uh, all, yeah, all over the world now. So we are, uh, yeah, really excited just to continue to, to grow that community and connect with, with other like-minded individuals. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, such a cool experience. So I went on a trip to Costa Rica in 2014, and it was my first time traveling really on like a big trip since I had had my accident in 2010. And exactly what you said, it was such a cool community. And I loved that when I was there, not only did I feel like I was a part of a community of like-minded people that were interested in travel and expanding their mind and learning and growing, but also since then, I've been able to maintain some of those relationships with the people that I traveled with, you know, a couple of people that are now on your team with um, Caesar and Jennifer, and it's been so fun. So, you know, for people that are maybe in the process of, man, I, I'm interested in international travel, looking to go to cool places in the United States, but maybe have never taken a trip, what, you know, advice do you have for them or even encouragement Uh, of where to start and kind of what has been your learning experience from 
beginning to travel internationally? That's a good question. It, so if you're out there and you're looking to travel, and it doesn't matter if, I guess, if you've traveled before, uh, my advice might be the same is that life is short and think of, all right, well, it, of course it sounds morbid, but uh, I think everybody should think of their impending death, which we're all, it's all going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us. I don't think any of our listeners today are going to live forever, but where do you want to go? Where can you cross off your, your bucket list? And that's, that's what I said to myself, I guess, uh, five or six years ago now. And I started crossing places off. And of course, yeah, we have to be realistic. Where can you afford to go? How much time do I have? Uh, where are flights accessible, et cetera? But I would say just look at where the heck you want to go. Did you always think of, of drinking wine in France? Well, then go there. Did you always want to learn to surf? Well, then go to Costa Rica. Did, do, you, do you love the mountains and uh, have an interest in indigenous culture? Well, then go to Machu Picchu. I mean, there's so many different places in the world, of course, but uh, I would just say, yep, yeah, throw a dart at a map and, and see what, uh, there's no bad recommendation here. I mean, there are places that I would suggest not going, I guess, but um, yeah, I would say roll the dice and, and go on an adventure. Yeah, and that's something that you kind of claim yourself or mark yourself as is an adventure. And uh, I'm interested to know, when you travel, what do you find to be adventure for you? What are the things that kind of light you up and, and bring joy into your life? I would say the unknown. I, I, I appreciate how you use the term light you up. I, I think a lot about, and this gets kind of into the the geeky side of me uh, with with the brain science stuff that I'm into, but literally your brain is lit up if you looked at it underneath a brain scan. You can see different parts of your brain illuminating, and that's what's exciting to me. A, a new language, a new sight, a new sound, a new taste. These are the things that literally light up your brain and give you stimulation it gets gets you a a little healthy hit of dopamine and that's really exciting to me so you know of course i've done stuff like ride buses from costa rica all the way to to mexico uh, and you know you have to cross through all different borders and put yourself in in fairly uh, at times very unknown situations uh, and you know depending on your level of fluency in the language but just trying new things is is what makes it an adventure i know when we're i am all about my daily routine and discipline but i want to schedule in time where the unknown can hit me and, and that's where the adventure comes in yeah totally i i love what you said about the sights and the smells and the sounds and it's something that when people haven't traveled and have not experienced but then they do for the first time i feel like it can be really addicting in a, in a good way where you're like man that was so cool i got to experience like a new place and the sights and smells and tastes and it really does uh, light you up in many ways and make you want to experience it more often and more and and i know that's something you experienced when you began your travel. So how many countries have you traveled to, if you know, and I'm sure you probably have some, some sort of a guess, but um, how many countries have you traveled to in the world now? 
You know, I'm not a country counter. Uh, I like to go to a place and really try to get to know it rather than just cross yeah. it off my list. I mean, ah, geez. Have you been to all the continents? No, I've never been to Antarctica. I've actually, no, I've, I've only probably been to half of them. I've not yet been to Africa, which uh, I'm dying to get to Australia. I have not visited. So I, I certainly still have work to do. I think I've visited less than, certainly less than 50 countries. I mean, that, that sounds like a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a huge world out there to explore. So I try not to, to, kind of yeah, I try not to be a, a country counter just on principle just to yeah just for the for the fact that I, I want to make sure that I experience and, and get to know a place and understand the little nuances and get off the beaten path if I can and uh, yeah I think that I continually want to travel and see new things and get new perspective mm -hmm. changes when it comes to understanding how the world works uh, outside of our own little bubbles yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in talking about that perspective shift, can you maybe share with us uh, a couple of perspective shifts that you've had in travel that before traveling the world, you just didn't, you know, didn't realize, or you went to a couple of places or one in particular where you were like, whoa, this totally opened my eyes in a way that I didn't even know existed. Jeez. So, so many things. Uh, the first one, the first one might actually be climate change, uh, right? So that was my very first trip outside of the United States. I mean, I guess I, I traveled a little bit in college on, on, took one study tour to Europe, but I went to Iceland for the very first time and I was invited over there to see the effects of climate change on the small line. Uh, island in the middle of the North Atlantic Ocean and yeah you can walk up to a glacier and you can see it melting and you can see okay here was the uh, here was the parking lot at this glacier five or ten years ago and now and you know it used to be right at the base of the glacier and now the parking lots in the same place but the glacier has retreated a couple hundred yards mm. and so all right, uh, this is clear evidence. Or when I first started visiting this particular glacier in Iceland, there was no glacial lagoon, you know, with the, the blue water and the flo floating icebergs at this particular glacier where we have taken under 30 experiences travelers for the last five years. There was never any evidence. Uh, well, certainly there was melting water, but it, it didn't pool up into a lagoon, into a lake. And now there's chunks of icebergs floating in this blue lagoon and it makes for a great picture, of course, but underneath that, uh, it's, it's quite a terrible thing to see because yeah, these glaciers are, are melting and um, I don't know, the, the, you can debate all the, all the science and all of that, but at the end of the day, we need to take measures to protect our planet and live in a more sustainable way for ourselves out of our own personal interest for our own interest in health to not have so many pollutants and toxins and all these things so that was the first the very third first thing that came to my mind about perspective change but of course all sorts of cultural stuff we could get into but that was a, a big one for me yeah that's really interesting the whole climate change 
you know, perspective of what is happening in these shifts that are taking place. I recently attended a, um, and I don't know if you know much about the clothing industry and how much the like cheap clothing industry is affecting the climate, but I attended a kind of a TED talk um, seminar-ish about the clothing industry and how the pollutants from that are causing up to even 10% of the total worldwide that is affecting climate change. And there's no other industry that's even affecting 2%. And so it's five times as much in the, in the cheaply made kind of clothing industry around the world, which was really intriguing to me. Wow, that's, that's really interesting. And because I've spent so much time living in Costa Rica, where access to, well, cheap clothing just doesn't really exist, or you just can't go to, you know, there's no Zara or H&M or these massive companies that are probably doing most of the polluting. I don't know who's doing the polluting, but those are the two of the most massive cheap clothing companies that I can think of. And you know, when you live in little rural banana town in Manuel Antonio, Costa Rica, where I know that you've visited, you really start to think of these things because you can't just throw out your pair of shorts because yeah, sure you could go, there is one surf shop there, right? Where I could go get another pair of board shorts, but first of all, they're taxed on new products coming into the country are taxed very highly. So a new pair of shorts is going to be a hundred dollars. And second of all, when you see a, a certain amount of poverty around you, you start to think, oh, wait a second, like these shorts, yeah, just because they might be a little bit out of style or whatever problem you have with it, or they don't fit quite as well, I could probably wear them instead of, you know, we have this Western or North American mindset of, oh, just throw it out and get a new one. But, you know, Rarely do we either donate these things or recycle these things. And just that perspective, what you're saying about, oh, clothing's cheap. It's a new season. It's a new fashion. It's a new style. Just get some more of it. That's our perspective for everything. We always need the latest and greatest. And the consumption of all of that uh, is, of course, contributing to climate change and worldwide pollution. Yeah, absolutely. And the perspective, like you said, man, does that shift when you start to travel to these developing countries around the world and you do see what you just explained of the poverty that's there. And, you know, even for people like myself that grew up in poverty in the United States, it, especially Africa, and I know you said you haven't been yet, but I hope that you can come and I hope that you can come to um, you know, this amazing town in northern Malawi with us. I'm actually looking this fall at taking 20 people um, there on a service trip. And so I'll definitely reach out to you about that because it would be so cool to have some of the U30X community. But when you see that level of poverty, I, I mean, like you're seeing people that are literally going days without eating and they're telling you like, I'm not eating for a couple of days so that my kids can go to school it just really does shift something in you. And I've been having a challenging time this holiday season in watching the consumerism around me. And as people are buying gifts, I told my family, I was like, seriously, don't buy me anything. Like, please don't spend anything. Cause I don't, I don't personally need anything. I'm like, if I needed something, I would let you know, but there's nothing that I need, literally nothing that I need. And man, can you imagine if just, the majority of the population just took that stance this holiday season and said, 
man, there's nothing that I need. Like I have all the shoes I need. I have all the clothes I need. I have all the food I need. I have a place to live. And how much of a transformation, even that amount of exchange could take place in these developing countries. It's just, just crazy to me. Sure. Even within our own borders. And it would be very interesting what would happen to our own economy. And, uh, you know, not to just rant on about climate change, but one of the things that they talk about right now with our, our stock market doing so well and the economy in the position where it has been booming is, well, of course, a lot of this has come from deregulation and all this optimism, but that's hurting climate change even worse because there's so much production going on. So yeah, it's crazy. And not that I think we should go back to the stone ages by any means, but we just need to be more responsible overall as the human race because we're going to burn this place up. Totally, totally. Well, you mentioned something in your statement right there. You said the New York Stock Exchange. And, um, you know, one thing I know about your story, Matt, is that when we talk about aligned success, I like to, you know, in the interview, I like to illuminate for the listeners when a story of when uh, our guest was out of alignment in their life and what was happening in their world at that time and what life was like for them at that time and what the shift was that got them into alignment and how it's impacted the, the outcome of their life since. And so can you maybe share that story for our listeners today? Sure, uh, I would love to. So uh, I'm from upstate New York and kind of a little town, exurban, not not crazy far. I'm not from Buffalo by any means. Fishkill, New York, near Poughkeepsie, if anybody knows where that is. But uh, so when I moved back from college, I was living in the suburbs and finally, uh, long story short, mate was able to make enough money to move to the city and have a nice apartment and, you know, wanted to, to live the life in, in New York. And I worked hard at a young age to be able to go and do that. But I just found myself unaligned with who I really was. And of course, at, I guess I was maybe 24 at that time, was trying to figure out who I was. Now, I had a internship at a hedge fund in college, so I realized that that was not for me. And I wanted to go my own path. You mentioned that I'm the co-founder of a website for entrepreneurs called under 30 CEO that we've we've sold uh, in over the last couple of years uh, but I was working on that and it was all we were very much connecting with with high-flying fast-moving entrepreneurial people uh, startup CEOs venture capitalists uh, living a block down from Wall Street and my friends were into either working all of the time. Well, they were into two things. They were into working and partying. And that's just kind of how New York can be. And it can be a lonely place and there's not much in the way of nature or outdoors or any of the things that I grew up doing, which I really loved being outdoors, mountain biking and skiing and hiking and doing all these things when I was young. I hadn't done any of that uh, living in New York City. and I just kind of got fed up with it and having the same conversations with the same friends at the same bar about the same girls or, or many, probably many different girls, but whatever, it was just, 
it was just not fulfilling. And I could see, I think everybody who lives in New York for some amount of time questions, how much longer can I take this? Mm -hmm. And so I got fed up and went to Iceland on a trip and experienced all these glaciers and volcanoes and uh, saw the Northern Lights and just was in the raw outdoors experiencing a culture that was different from my own and it really just tipped my life on its head and changed the trajectory of my path and I said wait a second I need to do this more what's wrong with all the people in my network why aren't they out experiencing things rather than just working from whatever people work in New York from nine to nine pretty much and then going and partying and it just it just wasn't for me and so that was that was my big red flag uh, because also I should mention I was very stressed uh, I was unable to deal with I guess my emotions I just wasn't very good at it uh, I was not I was really not so healthy uh, yeah drinking a lot eating a lot of protein lift you know lifting weights what what you read in the the men's fitness magazines or whatever and and most of those people look fit but they're certainly not healthy but that was what i was aspiring to and uh, yeah it just wasn't me yeah wow what an interesting uh just an interesting shift you know and, and the fact that you were in the middle of it and and you kind of knew deep down that something was not right. And I think this happens for a lot of us where we have this like gut feeling or this intuition that the experience that we're in or the life that we're living is not really at the core of our being what we want in our life. But how interesting that, you know, for you, it was just this one trip, this one travel. So how, how did you get to Iceland? Like it's a random place to just all of a sudden, like you're working in New York City and you're living this party and work lifestyle. And then all of a sudden, like who invited you or how did you, you know, choose Iceland? Like what led to that? Sure. So completely random could not be more random. In fact, so we had this uh, blog for entrepreneurs, as I mentioned, under 30 CEO, we had about a half a million readers per month at that time. So we were doing well with it. We had a really nice reader base and we'd get all sorts of opportunities and, and emails sent our way for ran, random stuff, partnership opportunities. One that came through was to be a, an ambassador for climate change and come and blog about the effects of climate change there on young entrepreneurs' businesses. Now, I don't even know... I was I didn't know much about climate change at all. You know, I was probably still skeptical at the time and I knew nothing about it, but I actually in fact I read the the email and I said, well, this probably isn't true. Like first of all, where is Iceland? But second of all, you're not going to invite me over there to go super jeeping and uh, snowmobiling and ice climbing and skiing on untouched peaks and all of this this can't be real and sure enough it was a real offer to come on this trip to Iceland and it blew my mind and I was connecting with other entrepreneurs out there living a completely different way of life from the one that I was living uh, down in, in lower Manhattan and so that's 
that's how it randomly started. You know, I had to look up like what what is in Iceland, and then I looked at all the adventure activities that they were doing, and I said, well, this sounds like me, and I dusted off the cold weather gear, and I said, all right, I'm going to Iceland, and I just absolutely loved it. Mm, so cool. And how long were you there on that first trip? So my first trip was three weeks long. Well, that's pretty pretty awesome for having lived in that uh, you know jungle of of New York Stock Exchange, Lower Manhattan, to just escape and be in the na- in nature for three full weeks. I'm sure it was pretty eye opening. Yeah, completely immersive. And I stayed with Icelandic mountain guides which was an experience that I hadn't, you know, I grew up hiking and camping. Uh, I was in the Boy Scouts and, you know, I had lots of outdoorsy friends growing up. But once I moved to New York around a bunch of suits, well, uh, there was none of that anymore. So I was like, oh, these people are a lot more like I am. This is how I should be spending more of my time. Mm, So cool. So from that trip, now, when was that? Like what, what year was that? This was 2012. So five years ago. And what has happened since then? I mean, how did, from that trip, how was U30X found? I mean, how did you and, and your partner, Jared, like from, from that experience, how quickly from there did you start this travel company and build it to what it is today? Because I know when I traveled just a short three years ago, there is like five times as many trips on the schedule per year. And so I'm interested to know when it started, and then what has been this, you know, entrepreneurial growth pattern that you guys have been on over the last few years? Sure. So that was very early 2012. I went, I came back, and I just wanted to go and have my time as a digital nomad, as they call it these days. And that was before probably the coin, the term was even coined. And I wanted to go and travel. And I had met a friend up there. Uh, in Iceland, who uh, her name is Melissa, and she has a business in Costa Rica bringing engineering students down there to, uh, yeah, to basically on, on study tours. And I said, well, I really want to go to Costa Rica. She invited me down to come check the place out. I really like this idea. I came back to Jared and I said, why don't we try to run a retreat for our blog readers? to Iceland. I have the contacts now with the mountain guides. We could have these entrepreneurs over there who already read our blog. Like, why, why don't we try to do this? And we were always into building community, which is the key point. We already had a great online community, but we wanted to move it more offline. We've been doing meetups, which we still do for under 30 experiences. But we've been doing meetups for years for under 30 CEO. So we had the community. It was a great next step for them. People absolutely loved our first trip to Iceland. We ran that in May of 2012. And then I just, I just caught the travel bug and I just wanted to go. I was, you know, went back to New York, threw all my stuff in the freight elevator. And I said, wherever you put it, I don't care. Just put it on the curb. And Yeah, packed my bags and away I went to Costa Rica for a month, came back, uh, went to Bali, Indonesia, stayed for two months, went back to Iceland to run another trip because Under 30 Experiences was already gaining steam. And uh, then I think I came, no, I went back to Costa Rica, went to Nicaragua, 
and then I just I was just off the beaten path for uh, for a good few years there. Wow, wow, what a cool story and what a cool experience. But the thing that that is so interesting to me is you can see the joy on your face when you talk about just this bouncing around and the travel and for people that maybe haven't experienced that, you know, I don't know what the statistic is, but can you maybe share why you feel like Americans don't travel? Because of the people that I come in contact with, yeah, there's sure there's some people that have traveled internationally, but there's a lot more people that have it. And so why do you feel like, you know, in the United States that people just don't get out of the United States as much as they do in say countries like the UK that where they travel all around Europe? Sure. So couple, I have a few theories on this. First of all, uh, we live in a very large country and God, there, okay, there's a lot of theories. So theory one is we are a country of immigrants, right? So you talk to any immigrant traveler that we have, right? Their parents are from who knows where, Mexico, uh, Dominican Republic, from Asia, I mean, anywhere, people are going to say, we worked really hard. Their parents, excuse me, are going to say, we worked really hard to get our families to the United States. Why would we leave? You know, like I have a friend, uh, Dev. I don't know if you know Dev. He's part of the Under 30 Experiences community. His parents escaped the Cambodian genocide. When he tells them that he's going to leave, they're like, what are you, crazy? Like, this is, this is, we are here. We're living the American dream. Or especially, you know, Latino parents are like, wait, you want to go back to Colombia? No. Do you understand what we had to deal with uh, through all the hard times? But Colombia is an amazing country for us to be able to discover. So that's one theory. Uh, the second theory is that, well, we live on this massive landmass. Canada, you go there, it's not a whole lot different, just colder. I mean, I love Canada. There's probably a lot to uh, and Quebec has a, has a whole, totally different culture, right? But it's not somewhere where everyone's like, oh, you, if you're from the United States, you got to go to Canada. It's going to blow your mind, right? Like Montreal is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But you get the point what I'm saying yeah. here. Uh, then there's so much fear mongering when it comes to Mexico. And these are the easy places for us to go to. And, and again, don't get me wrong. You got to be careful if you're going to Mexico, but there are amazing cultural experiences to be had in this place. Uh, and then the current style of travel that's finally becoming outdated is this all you can eat and drink and binge resort type of things. And so that covers your Caribbean travel. So you want to go and experience uh, Jamaica and the British Virgin Islands and, uh, you know, all these different countries that have mixes of culture and the Caribbean's pretty cool, but everybody just thinks as, Oh, I get there and I put my feet up and I eat sushi and drink uh, margaritas. And it's exactly the same as <laughs> I could have done that in Fort Lauderdale. Right. So those are a few those are a few theories. And then you want to go farther. You want to go Asia. Well, that's a pricey flight. You want to go to Europe and still uh, prices, prices on flights are now coming down probably because of demand, because our generation wants to go out and see the world instead of buying Rolexes and fancy cars. And I don't care if I live in a, a little tiny apartment. Uh, that doesn't matter to me because I get to travel. So you know, we're, we're starting to shape that, which is great. But those are a few of my theories why... Mm. 
North Americans don't travel as much. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's um, it's always been something for me where I don't know why I've had this travel bug my whole life, and from such a young age, I just wanted to see the world. And I guess as I've gotten older, that's become even more prominent. Where I want to, I went back to Costa Rica a second time this summer, and it just didn't have the same effect on me that the first time did when I went back to Santa Teresa. And after going there, I was like, you know, I don't know that I'll go back to the same spot again, me personally, just because I love the experience of that first time that you go somewhere and the first experience in the culture. And, um, and so, and there's, like you said, there's so many places around the world for us to see and so many awesome experiences to be had that I don't know that I'll personally go back for a second trip unless somewhere really, really, really lights me up in a way that I feel like I have to go back. No, and I agree. Of course, I like to say you'll never forget your first, Amanda. It's, uh, <laughs> look, you try to duplicate that and it's very difficult, right? Like you were completely lit up, as you said, the first time. The second time, it's hard to replicate. It's hard to replicate the people who were there. I know the people who were in your group and there was, this, there was a certain magic about that trip. And, but it's also because it was your first trip and they were all this is this is kind of part of our under 30 experiences magic is these people are experiencing these firsts together and that really is the type of that's where you just you see 15 people in these groups with their eyes like lit up all the time the first time you see that costa rican sunset uh it it really does it blows you away and so yeah you try to replicate that uh, it's like anything i ha i had a a went to see a buddy in Taiwan or he met me there. He was living in, in Hong Kong and we went for dumplings in Tai Taipei and we had them for lunch and they were just incredible. Some of the best dumplings in the world. And then I ordered, I tried to order dumplings for dinner and my friend looked at me he's like dude really he's like you're never going to recreate what we just had for lunch so don't even try i was like oh yeah i'll just have some fried rice or i don't know what i had <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. hard to replicate that yeah totally it's funny it's interesting so over the last five years you've now built this company how many trips does u30x like how many trips do you guys have on the agenda for 2018 God, so, okay, so you say 2012, we had two trips. Uh, we are looking to, uh, I'll say, <laughs> I'm trying not to get my math wrong, but we've got a couple of hundred trips wow. on the agenda here for under 30 experiences all over the world. Wow, I got an email yesterday and I was having a hard time not hitting buy, buy, buy as all the... <laughs> as all the options were coming in. So that's really cool. And so, you know, for someone that maybe is looking at possibly taking a trip and they've never done it before, you know, I know it's your company, but in your opinion, what makes U30X different? Like why would someone choose U30X as a travel community to be able to experience a new place around the world? So you said it right there community it's about the people that you experience this with uh, am i guaranteeing that you're going to go there and meet your best friend or your future lover or whomever 
No, but are you going to go and have a really good time with a lot of people who are also trying to take a break from work, who are also trying to be a little bit uh, contemplative and think about their future for a minute? Are you also going to be experiencing these things with someone who's probably never seen these things before and just is down to have a good time? That's the core. That's the core of it. And you, you get to have those conversations. You don't know anybody. Uh, usually on the trip, or you can come with friends, uh, of course, uh, but it's just that dynamic that we try to create in a very organic way. There's no corny team building or, or anything like that, but you all know, all of a sudden, you're plopped into a foreign country all by yourselves, and you're going to stick to the people around you who are the English speakers, who uh, you want to go and do these things, these, and and you talk about adventure activities or stand-up paddle boarding or zip lining or uh, canyoning at a on a waterfall or something like that. Well, you you're gonna be you're pushed out of your comfort zone, and you all have you're all gonna be there to support each other and kind of cheer each other on. And uh, yeah, the groups like to stick together and just just really everyone's down to have a great time. And so that's, that's the difference. Uh, everybody's in this 21 to 35 year old range. Most people are from North America. We try to create these cultural experiences, have interaction with the locals, optimize the itineraries, show you the best stuff in the country. That's not necessarily the most touristy stuff that you may have heard of. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the difference right there. Yeah, so good. And I believe that for anyone that's listening that, that hasn't traveled or gone with a travel company, I would highly suggest a trip with under 30 experiences. One, because I've had the opportunity to experience it myself, but I've also seen so many other people whose life has been transformed, Matt, by going on a trip with your company and has gotten them out of their comfort zone and has pushed them to try something new. And then from that, they've maybe taken their own path to entrepreneurship or they've cha completely changed careers um, or they've moved states, which they would have never thought of doing and left their family to go somewhere else. And so, like you said, contemplating life and where, what it is that you want, I believe, you know, one of my core beliefs is that through travel and through taking people out of their environment and putting them into an environment that is different than their own, they, they, they can have this massive shift in transformation that they wouldn't have in normal daily life, just being in, you know, in work and life and their normal nine to five experience. Absolutely. People crave connection and you feel connected to the places that we go immediately. But you also feel connected to the people who you are there with when you're having an emotional, uh, emotional moment is not the word, but you know, you're seeing that sunrise as described before sunset. I think I said, you remember who you were standing there next to and you go back to your normal life and you just think about it a little bit differently, but we have this community where you can stay in touch and you can hopefully come on another trip or meet up in your local city, which we have them most major cities in, in the United States now. So, and there's fun stuff. One other reason why North Americans don't travel as much because we have a lot of cool stuff in our own country, which we try to, if you're in the United States and you show up in who cares what country uh, or what city, 
Denver, right? There's plenty of cool stuff. Show up in under 30 experiences or show up in Denver, look up an under 30 experiences member, and they're at least probably going to want to go have a beer with you, if not go hiking. So we try to have these different community events here in Austin. Uh, we do them all the time. And it's just a, a nice, you know, it's just a nice group of people. That's what we try to promote, being good people in the world, I guess. Totally. It's so funny you just said that because it just reminded me, I actually stopped in Denver one night, uh, like two years ago, as I was driving through to move, make my move to Utah from Kansas. And I met up with a U30X person for a drink. It's my only time in Denver. And I, I met up with someone from, from my trip from U30X. So you're totally right. Well, thanks for sharing that because I think it, it really is an awesome experience and just cool way to see the world and cool people to travel with. And I have, I didn't meet anyone on the trip that was, you know, just th there can be people at times that are hard to travel with and are really, you know, picky about what we do. And it seemed like everyone was so laid back and that's how I like to travel. And those are the people that if I am going to travel with someone else that I like to travel with. So definitely appreciate that. Well, Matt, before we um, wrap things up today, I have a few final questions that I like to finish each episode with. And so the first question that I have for you is, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Wow, most grateful for, that is a great question. And I would have to say that I'm most grateful just for the opportunity to be alive every day, to be able to experience life. And of course, everything falls underneath that, but the tough times as well. You know, I have, I have family members who are struggling with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and, uh, you know, there's, their life has sadness as well. And we all have to go through that stuff. But we get to experience life and you get to experience the highs and lows. And yeah, I'm just very grateful. And, and if I can pay this experience forward to have greater experiences uh, in life, and I don't mean better, I just mean more and more unique. And of course, I want everybody listening to have a more positive human experience. But you know, if we just sit in our little cubicles and ride in our little cars and go back to our little homes and never take the opportunity to do anything else and just kind of let life happen to us rather than go and get out there, well then, you know, that's, <laughs> that's up to you, of course, no judgment, but I'm just grateful to be here and being able to, to have this conversation right now. This has been awesome. Yeah, totally. Thanks for that. So my second question is, what does aligned success mean to you? Okay, so I'm very big on alignment. Of course, as you've heard from my own personal story, but I try to make sure that everything that I do, the words that I speak, even the thoughts that I think, and of course the things that I do, uh, what I sell, everything, every human interaction is aligned with the values that I lay out for myself and, and that all of the things that I do are very important. Uh, 
well, that all the things are, are very well aligned with who I want to be. And so I guess if you think of karma for, for a minute and you think of, okay, your thoughts, your actions, your speech, all of that, that's not, that doesn't just happen. There's meaning behind that to me. And I want all of these things to be aligned with who I am. So I try to be thoughtful in my daily speech and my interaction with others and my thoughts and uh, practicing non-judgment and try to make, you know, the world better for, for other people. And that's just because I've had a lot of introspection and said, okay, that's who I want to be. And that uh, makes me more fulfilled. And hopefully I can be, completely aligned with that uh in each moment yeah. i hope that makes some sense yeah no so good so good and your story really shows that you know your experiences and what you've been through to get to where you're at today uh really really shares that same feeling as well the the last question that i have for you matt is you know what resources do you have to share with the listeners whether that be you know, blogs to follow or a YouTube channel or a single person, maybe around the topics of either entrepreneurship and how you've grown your, your own entrepreneurial venture in the last five years at the heights that you have, or also around travel, which is, you know, what your company is based upon, but also something that, you know, has brought you so much joy and life experience. Are there any specific resources that you have that we could uh, tag in the show notes for our listeners to check out? Absolutely. If you go to under30experiences.com slash blog, that's the easiest place to learn more about all of these different types of things. And we are a blog for millennials, uh, but we cover lots of a wide range of topics, not just travel, which is great to have your tips for your dumpling tips in Taipei, right? But what's underneath that? Yeah, good dumplings are great, but what's the reason that you travel? And so on our blog, you'll find resources about yoga and meditation, or you'll hear links to the Live Different podcast, uh, where I interview cool people like Amanda, who have a lot of wisdom to share. And uh, yeah, that's, that, I'd say that's, that we, we have health tips and career tips and performance tips so that people can go out and, and live their best life. And we think that travel is one very important part of that. Awesome. Thanks for that. And we'll definitely link that up in the show notes. And where can our listeners find you on social media? What's the best way for them to get in contact with you besides the U30X blog? Yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, iTunes or Stitcher or anything like that, Live Different Podcast. Uh, you can hear my voice if you'd like. Uh, otherwise, reach out to me. Matt Wilson TV is my handle on most social media, uh, at least Twitter and Instagram. And uh, sure, hey, if any of your readers would like, send me an email, matt at under30experiences.com. And hell, even better, forget the social stuff, come visit me in Costa Rica this winter. Would love to surf or do yoga or go hang out and uh, have a nice conversation. Yeah, and you got some good trips coming up, that's for sure. So thanks so much, Matt, for being on the show today and for really illuminating aligned success in your own life over the last few years as you've made this transition. Thanks, Amanda. I appreciate it. That was great. Yeah. Well, 
Thanks, listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to hear about life experiences and different life views and different life perspectives and what aligned success means to the guests that I have on the show. It's been great connecting with you guys today, and I can't wait to hear and connect with you again soon.